Get back to starting videos like this, huh? You know, it's just, it's not much to ask for. I just want a slate that doesn't end in crippling pain. Started off good, this slate. Thinking, yes, finally gonna get, you know, not, not run awful. Injury. Keegan Murray doesn't return. How about before that, though? Talk about low-owned and best GPP play of the slate, Isaiah Hartenstein. Who fouls in two minutes? You bet. Oh, comes back in late in the second quarter. Picks up his third immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe that happened. One slate. Injury. My favorite GPP plays of the slate. That's a foul. Oh, you think that's it? No. Oh, no. Stack the Kings was all over the Kings today. Liked the Kings value as pivots off chalk jazz. All the Kings value were smashing. Ran a massive blowout to pay out the faders. The whole Larry Nance thing tilted me too because I told people I liked Larry Nance actually more if Zion played because I thought he was a solid value either way. But I knew once Zion got ruled out that the fish would think that, you know, Larry Nance would get an extended role, that he would play more because of Zion. Nope, his role does not change. Literally, he just plays the backup five to Jonas Valanciunas this season. Um, but, so what happened? Larry Nance goes a bit over-owned. JV, random, massive foul trouble. So Nance plays way more than expected and smashes. And then Jeremy Grant is the best player to ever play basketball. He's... Ice him at 10K. Jeremy Grant is better than Damian Lillard. I just, I just want it to not end in crippling pain. Injury to one of my players, random massive foul trouble to one of my players, and the team that I'm the most overweight to, random blowout. Gosh, I mean, I love DFS, but it is so painful 99% of the time. 99% of the time, it is so painful. But it was good to see. We had a lot of people in the Discord had multiple takedowns. So, love to see it. Um, we had like three or four people take down. So, um, that was great to see. Also, did cash on prize picks as well. Nice bounce back there. Um, so, did end up profiting overall. But, man, it's a DFS slate. Ugh. This one really tilted me. I know I say that about most slates, but this one really, really tilted me. Um, but yeah, guys, so that's the recap. Um, before we talk about this 10-game slate, though, really quick, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. Uh, do cover content for NFL, NBA, DFS, as well as prize picks. Prize picks, they are the sponsor of the video. You can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. I'll set a free $100 to play with on the site if you do use my code. Um, a lot of different sports. You can mix and match. Um, so, yeah, give it a try if you are a first-time user. And uh, if you guys are looking for premium content, you can check out my Patreon. I do offer prize picks package. Uh, that's one of the packages. Also, multiple DFS packages as well. 
All right, so let's talk about this 10-game slate, and let's hope it doesn't end in crippling pain like this one did tonight. So Pacers and Hornets. I'm not looking forward to talking about the Pacers, as, as always. Halliburton also now questionable. That is massive. They can go so many different ways with this. If Halliburton misses, you know, the three guys that didn't get the bump would be Nemhard, McConnell. Those guys should see more run. And then, you know, just more playmaking for a guy like Benedict Matherin, probably a bit more playmaking for, for a guy like Buddy Heal. So that would be really, really important, or that would just be really big news. Um, and keep an eye on the starting lineup, obviously. But, yeah, basically, like, if McConnell starts, I'm going to really like him. You know, we've been seeing Nemhard start. Um, Naismith minutes have been down, but he would probably see a couple more minutes. Um, and then just more usage for Matherin, for Buddy Heald. So that is really, really important news. Miles Turner, I don't think really sees a usage bump, but... I mean, he's already been playing well, and I do love targeting bigs against the Charlotte Hornets team. So I like Turner either way. Um, if Halliburton plays, then, you know, it's it's mainly Halliburton, Turner, Heal that I've interested in. A little bit of Anderson, Matherin for tournaments. And then just guys you can take shots in for tournaments, like Jalen Smith, Nemhard, McConnell, right? This team has been running a frustrating rotation. Um, so, yeah, the Halliburton news is huge. Moving on to Charlotte. Charlotte, no Hayward. Dennis Smith Jr. not expected to play. Um, LaMelo Ball makes for a good tournament play. Liked him for tournaments last slate. Got in random foul trouble and shot 6 of 19. But um, I like his ceiling here against a Pacers team that plays very little defense. Rogier is fine. I'd rather go to LaMelo, though, at a similar price point. As you know, you know I'm going to say here with Oubre. The minutes are way up on him. But again, when I played him with everyone out, you better believe he was only playing 25 minutes a night. Uh, but Oubre's solid. Mason Plumlee's minutes have ticked up as well. I think he's a decent option. Um, 40-plus fans points now in three of the last four games, basically. Uh, Washington, McDaniels, they're more secondary plays. I will mention Maladon has overtaken Boak Knight as the backup guard, uh, 20 and 25 minutes the last couple games. He's a viable putt play at 3-3. Minnesota or Orlando, um, you know what I'm going to say here? I will say the prices have come down a bit on some of these main guys, like D'Lo, like Gobert, like Anthony Edwards. I would say, you know, factoring in price, my favorite probably would be Ant. I know he's been very up and down, but... 7-5, I think he looks solid. Cat at 9-1 feels a bit pricey. And Gobert and D'Lo, the price points are down, but they've been struggling. I mean, last game, D'Lo did have a really big game. It's just tough, right? It's just tough when you have a team like this. You know, in a competitive game, you're going to see one of these guys have a good game. But it's just always tough to nail down who it's going to be. And for a single-entry player like myself, especially in a large slate, it's normally a team I just avoid, right? If you're an MME player, then yeah, you can just get bits and pieces to all the main guys. But... Single entry, I just it's always tough when this team's fully healthy for me to go to anyone. Um, and then McDaniels, if you want to deal with that, again, he's always in foul trouble. Slow-mo's 4-1. He's fine. That's probably it. Moving on to Orlando. So this could get interesting here. Bancaro, I thought he would play. Um, he also didn't practice yesterday, too. So uh, he could be in danger of missing again because I thought he would play because he practiced on Sunday, but ended up not playing, and now he didn't practice. So maybe he's more on the doubtful side. And now we have Wanda Carter Jr. also questionable. If they are both out, that's where things can get really interesting. Most likely, the starting lineup would be Suggs, Franz, Okiki, Bull Bull, and Mo Bamba. I would assume that they shift Bamba in the starting lineup. They could also throw like Ross in the starting lineup and just play Bull at the five. So this is huge. Again, if they're both out, there's a lot to like here for Orlando. Um, just more use for everyone. Suggs, Franz Wagner, those guys who had the ball in their hands more. Um, Bull Bull would probably play more, play more minutes at the five. He would look better. Mo Bamba, good point per minute guy. If he starts, he would look really, really good. Ross probably finds his way into more minutes. Don't really know if I can go to any of these guys, but basically like Ross, Bamba, Okiki, Suggs, Bull, and Wagner would look really good. Also, Orlando ran a very tight rotation last game, so 
If we don't see Bancaro and Carter Jr., there's a lot to like here. Um, and yeah, if they're both out, you better believe I got the bowl bowl tweet saved in the drafts. It, it'll be ready to be tweeted out. Um, Oklahoma City and Washington. So Shea, I do feel like still solid play. Um, he's been phenomenal this year. He's doing everything for the team. Washington, I'm not scared of them defensively. Shea looks good. Giddy, minutes been a little bit up and down, but he has played over 30 in the last two games. I think he's a decent option there in the mid-range. Pokoshevsky had a big game. Uh, two of the last four games, he's gone for 40-plus fantasy points. If you want to take a shot in him for tournaments, be my guest, but you could very easily get a game like this where he only plays 18 minutes. Um, so he's always a risk. Dort's just always priced about right. I'll mention Jalen Williams. He's 3-9. Um, did play 36 minutes last game. Again, Thunder rotation, you can never trust it, but he's at least, I think, worth a shot in GPPs. Probably, I mean, again, if you want to take a shot in JRE, Williams, you can. You know the drill with Oklahoma City. Outside of really Shea, Gideon, Dort, hard to trust the minutes on anyone. On the Washington side, Beal's back, so a lot of these guys are overpriced. I think the only guys I would consider here would probably be Porzingis and Beal, and neither are priorities. So Washington, pretty easy to talk about. With Beal back, most guys are overpriced. Miami and Toronto. So Miami, again, Tyler Hero on my basketball team. Maybe I'll show you guys my basketball team. It's just like, I, over half my guys are injured, man. Like, come on. Come on. Um, but yeah, Hero still out. Um, Bam and a buy. This is also, this could get really interesting for Miami. Bam and a buyout questionable. Dwayne Dedman questionable. Udonis Haslam out. Yurt Goat 7 out. If both Bam and Dedman are out, you're probably getting one of Jovich or Jamal Kane as the five. I mean, I guess they could go small ball with like Haywood Highsmith. But yeah, I don't like I don't know what they would do, but basically those guys would become really interesting values. And whoever would start at the five would be a great play if both Deadman and Bam are out. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, if Bam's out, again, more usage for Jimmy and Lowry. Jimmy would probably be my favorite option at the top. Lowry would be solid. Little revenge game narrative against his former team. Max Struess, this guy just tilts me beyond belief. Um, he does have a ceiling, but you know can be score independent at times. Barton's just there. Um, Vincent would see more run. He's at 4-5. Um, Duncan Robinson, been playing you know 20-plus minutes off the bench. He would probably see a bit more run if Bam's out just for the fact of they have like no one else to play. So, yeah, keep. Uh, I mean, if Bam and Deadman are both out, that that then things get really interesting. If Bam is out and Deadman plays, I would assume Deadman starts, and if that's the case, he'd become a really good value at three four. So, lots to keep an eye on there for Miami on the Toronto side. Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr. both questionable. Otto Porter, Achua, Siakam, all out. If Van Fleet and Gary Trent are out, then um, starting lineup probably would be Banton, Barnes, OG, Fad Young. Maybe Boucher starts. I mean, maybe they go to like Hernan Gomez or like, I don't know. They can do a lot of different things, Toronto. Um, Barnes has been super frustrating of late. That should keep his ownership low if all these guys are out. Him and OG both should play big minutes. Um, Boucher would be someone that I would like in tournaments, uh, but his price has come up. And then, yeah, Banton would be a really solid play. That young as well. Um, if Trent and, Fre- and Fred Van Fleet are both in, then I don't know if there's any standouts. Probably Van Fleet would be my favorite play. Um, but again, if they're both out, then we can start looking at guys like Flynn, Coloco, Hernan Gomez even. So another team will we'll monitor the news for. Boston and Atlanta. The Boston market smart probable. Brogdon been out for a while. Again, also on my best ball team. Um, so Tatum, Brown, they both seem like solid options. Neither priority plays. Smart and Horford, I think, are good options in the mid-range. You should get mid-30s minutes for both. Um, Horford has been playing better of late. He's been more involved offensively. 
Um, 37 fans points back-to-back games. So do kind of like Al Horford, also a little revenge game narrative as well. Probably can't get to anyone else. I guess if I had to pick someone else, it would be Derek White. Did play a lot last game, played 33 minutes. So he would probably be the value play I would look to. On the Atlanta side, they're always a pretty easy team to talk about. Young, Murray, fine for tournaments. Capella, Okongu, splitting seven minutes. I prefer Okongu, pump per dollar. John Collins, this guy's super frustrating. I take his over on prize picks two games ago because he's going to get back up five run, 15 fancy points in 33 minutes. The next game, 31. Like, come on, man. Come on. You, you can't do that. DeAndre Hunter, 4-8. He's going to play big minutes. He's fine. It's value. But, yeah, Atlanta, pretty easy to talk about. Chicago, also relatively easy to talk about. DeRozan, Levine, Vooch, all fine for tournaments. It's a decent matchup. None of these guys have priorities, though. Io, eh, him, Dragic, Caruso, all in the same group. I think my favorite would be Dragic, who has been playing pretty well of late. Um, but you might have Kobe White back. Drummond is playable in tournaments. Like if Vooch gets in foul trouble or they decide to play Drummond more, um, he is all he is someone that is intriguing for tournaments because if he finds his way into more minutes, he could smash. So I do have a little bit of interest in Drummond for GPPs. On the Pelican side, again, Zion news is big. If Zion plays, there's no standouts. If Zion misses, Ingram, CJ, these guys should lead the way offensively. Ingram had a bad game last game. CJ played very, very well. Um, if Zion's out, you, you would probably see a lot of field resort to CJ. I would prefer Ingram in tournaments. Um, JV, really can't do uh, go to him with the minutes. Again, they're just closing with Larry Nance. Um, Larry Nance, the price went down. Again, played a lot more last game because of JV foul trouble. Either way, though, I think Nance is a solid play whether or not Zion misses. It doesn't matter if Zion, like, Zion plays or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect Larry Nance. Zion being out affects um, or gives a bump to Trey Murphy and gives a bump to Najee Marshall. Those are the two guys that affects. So, Murphy started, only played 25 minutes, was a bit told he didn't come back. Um, he would see more minutes, most likely, than Najee Marshall, I'll play 25 minutes. So those two would see the minutes bump. You can take a shot in Alvarado. A lot of the times, they do close with him because he's a solid defender. So, yeah, that's the Pelicans. Moving on to Cleveland and Milwaukee. So no Jared Allen, Dean Wade doubtful, Donovan Mitchell questionable. Um, if he misses, I mean, Darius Garland is $9,000. Playable, but I don't love that price point on him. Mobley and Lavert, these guys are such frustrating rosters, man. I mean, it doesn't matter who's out. These guys just have random good games. Like it just, it's so frustrating playing these guys. But um, you would think that they would have a more opportunity to do something with all these guys out. Kevin Love would be the guy I would really like if um, if he continues to start. I um, played 29 minutes last game. Um, good point for a guy. I really like Love if he's if he's in the starting lineup. Um, and then value play that I'm intrigued by, Chetty Osman. I mentioned him last late. No one played him. 28 minutes, 22 fancy points. Um, he is someone that I would have some interest in. I don't really think I can stomach the likes of Lamar Stevens, Isaac Okoro. Um, for some reason, they closed with Robin Lopez last game. Yeah, gross. If, if Mitchell's in, then we can stay away from Garland. Mitchell would be the spend-up guard I'd look to. And then, um, yeah, still would have interest again in Kevin Love if he does start. Moving on to Milwaukee, um, Drew Holiday, been out for a while. Again, also on my best ball team. Um, if he plays, there's nothing really here. He misses. You can look to Giannis. He was awful last game as chalk. Um, I think Javon Carter would be the other guy I would consider if Drew's out. He's been playing well as you know the playmaker. Um, everyone else seems a bit overpriced. I mean, I'll mention Bochamp. I don't trust it, but he has played well of late. Um Maybe just because this guy was so, so bad in summer league as well as preseason. But, um, yeah, if he continues to start, yeah, he's 
playable, I guess. Houston and Dallas. So you know what I'm going to say. Really quick, though. Play Sengun more. Play Tari Eason more. Okay. We got it out of the way. Um, Jalen Green. I'm so incredibly happy for him. 40-plus fancy points in three of the last four games. No way am I tilted about all the times that I played him at 1% ownership. And he shot 5% from the field. No. Nope. I'm happy for Jalen Green, guys. No, but seriously, the minutes have ticked up on him and Kevin Porter Jr. He's probably going to be a pretty popular play on the slate. I like him. Um, I do think he makes for an interesting fade in tournaments. Like, if everyone goes to Jalen Green, then maybe you go to Kevin Porter Jr. for less ownership. But either way, I like both guards. It's a tough matchup. It really is. But the minutes have ticked up on them. Sengun, fine for tournaments. He's dealt with some foul trouble of late. Um, Jabari Smith, eh. Hey, Martin, Gordon, Eason. They're all fine secondary values. On the Dallas side, so Luka... I mean, if you have the salary, he looks good. He's been phenomenal this year. Didn't what he would. Field price about right. Um, Max Kleba got injured, so you saw a bit more run for Reggie Bullock. I mean, he's an awful point-per-minute guy, but him, Finney Smith, Hardaway, those guys are all playable. New York and Denver. So, again, Hartenstein lost the whole first half. Oh, incredibly tilted about that. Um, but, um, yeah, if he starts again, I like him. Um, as far as the New York... Mid three, I believe Ren Pack came up with that. Yeah, the New York mid three with Randall, Brunson, and Barrett. I think Brunson would probably be my favorite again. Um, he was the guy I liked the best tonight. He smashed. Um, he's probably my favorite again at 7-1. But Barrett, Randall, both fine as well. Quickly top and fine for GPPs. Cam Reddish has been playing well of late. Has been shooting the ball well. The downside of Reddish is you score independent and he can hurt you. But back-to-back games of 30-plus minutes, he's definitely viable for value. And then Jericho Sims will play the backup five. Um, he's fine, but I think I'd rather go to Hartenstein uh, for a bit more. Denver, another team where this this could get really interesting. Jokic is out. Gordon is questionable. Bones Highland, doubtful. So with Jokic out, Denver could do a lot of different things. They can go a bit small um, and throw like Jeff Green as the starting five. We've seen that. They could throw Dusty DeAndre Jordan in the starting five. They also could start Zeke Naji, I guess. So I don't know exactly how they're going to play it. If Aaron Gordon is out too, then you most likely get Jeff Green starting at the four and then probably one of DeAndre or Zeke Naji in the starting five. They could, I guess, go small and throw Bruce Brown in there too. So, okay, they have a lot, like a lot of different ways this could go. But either way, if Gordon is out too, I really like Murray and MPJ. That's where the offense is going to run through. Those two would look phenomenal. Um, Bruce Brown been playing the backup point guard role. Um, he's been playing very well off the bench. I think he looks good. Kind of indifferent on KCP. He would be fine. Um, and then whoever starts in the front court, right? You know, Jeff Green would probably find his way to more minutes. Dusty DeAndre uh, is awful real-life basketball player at this point in his career, but not a bad point-per-minute guy. If he starts, got to like him. Zeke Naji, again, could potentially start too. So um, lots to keep an eye on there for Denver. But um, yeah, definitely a team I'm interested in. And finally, Golden State and Phoenix. So Golden State, blowout last game, so don't put too much emphasis into the minutes. Um, they've been playing their starters a lot. So Steph... Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, Looney, I think all look solid. Steph, fine for tournaments. Wiggins, kind of indifferent on him. I think, you know, the best point per dollar plays would probably be Draymond at 6-1 and Clay Thompson at 5-7. If you want to get to Looney, that's fine. Poole feels a bit pricey uh, coming off the big game with Clay Thompson out. The only thing I can mess with the bench, <coughs> if I had to pick one, it would be DiVincenzo. He got ejected last game, only played nine minutes, but if I had to pick one guy, it would be him. 
And finally, Phoenix. So no Cam Johnson, no Jay Crowder, obviously, no Shamit. Chris Paul questionable. If Chris Paul misses, I mean, I really like Devin Booker. I've been attacking Golden State a lot this year. It's been very, it's been working out very well for me. So yeah, if there's no Chris Paul, I really, really like Booker. And I really like campaign too. Um, if you played campaign last slate, you got insanely unlucky with random awful shooting variants from him. Four of 17. Um, but previous to that, 46 here, 34 in a blowout. Um, I would like campaign a good amount if Chris Paul's out. Um, Bridges, Aiton, they're both solid plays. I would give the edge to Aiton, who smashed last. I guess he didn't smash, but had a solid game. Corey Craig been playing pretty big minutes. I think he's a decent value play. And then, yeah, there's no Chris Paul. I mean, you're going to see decent minutes for Damian Lee. Dwayne Washington had a really good game off the bench. I would rather play Lee, though. Um, and, yeah, if Chris Paul's in, then and there's no limitations, then mainly interested in the, in the main guards plus Aiton. So Paul, Booker, Aiton would be the main guys I would look to. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up the video. Again, hopefully tomorrow did not end in crippling pain, but it most likely will. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll see you all in the next video.